The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, that's us. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I was just thinking, do, do you have like a wacky nickname? Like the Big A or... Um, Mr. H, or I don't know. Do you have, have you ever had one? You know what? I I have this one. It was funny because funny you say that. That the convention, my worlds collided there a little bit because I have obviously there was some work people and then there was a bunch of college people that were uh, there as well who I went to college with soccer players and they screamed at me. You're like this. They like called me my my nickname in college, and the work people were just like. Wow, that's they they were just like freaked out because they didn't know what it was. So my nickname was Adzy. 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 So it was from Adam to Ads to Adzy. So they screamed out, Adzy, get us a picture. And everybody just the the whole my all all my worlds collided at the same time. And it was just like I could see everybody looking at me like, what's going on? So now Whenever there's a phone call, Adzi, phone call for Adzi. So, so you may hear that a few times in the office. But, yeah, so that was my nickname. So that's funny. I like that. I, I, yeah. You know, my nickname, um, <laughs> when I was in radio, and, and my this happened to me, I don't know, a few months ago. I was out with my kids somewhere, and somebody recognized my my name, uh, you know, because yeah. I was in radio for many years. It was a, a like a, a clerk at a store. And he goes, oh, my God, it's Rick the German boy. <laughs> and and my, my son was with me. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And sadly, that was my nickname for 20 years. That's funny. Oh. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the worst when, you, when, when worlds collide and everything kind of gets all messed up and you're like, yeah. It's so funny. Well, let's talk about uh, what's happening on the pitch. Here we go. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So I spent quite a bit of time watching Premier League football this last weekend, and there were some good games. And I know the the Liverpool uh, game against Everton, the Derby, uh, yeah. the Merseyside Derby, um, mm-hmm. was a 0-0 game. But I still enjoyed it tremendously. I, I It was, just from a tactical point of view, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I got to watch that whole game. It was really enjoyable to watch. I mean, for a zero-zero game, you know, people think, oh, you know, and, and I think this is where sometimes soccer, football, however you want to call it, gets a bit of a bad rap. You know, well, there's no goals. It can't be that exciting. But that to me was like you said, the tactical nuances within the game. Yeah, just the actual energy that was kind of it was back and forth. It was pretty wide open. And the if crowd either one was those, going yeah, crazy. Exactly, exactly. And if either one of those teams could finish, it would have. It could have been five-five. <laughs> right. Let alone zero-zero. Yeah. So that I mean, it, it was a good, good game. I believe we call it nil-nil. Yes, Adam, that's right. Adam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, forgot about that. So let me ask you this: as a as a soccer expert, a football expert, um, having watched. This Liverpool team. I'm a, a big Liverpool supporter. I was wearing my Mo Salah jersey watching that game. 
Um, nice. They have such firepower, and they've always been known, at least the last few years, they've been known as an offensive team, right? They yep. score all these goals, but then they had these boneheaded defenders, and they, they'd, they'd win games and lose games four to three, right? Right, right. This right. year, they're, they're putting clean sheets up every week, but with all this talent, they're having a hard time scoring. Why is that? It's a very good question because, you know, looking at what they've done defensively, they've just kind of completely, you know, done a 360 in terms of where they're at. I mean, they're 15 goals conceded in 20, 29 matches, 17 shutouts, which is absolutely amazing, you know, considering last year they were just leaking goals left, right, and center. And to be fair, they've just gotten better in the back. They right. still have the same forwards. It's just that. It's 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 harder to score. You know, yeah. people think it's so easy to score, but it is definitely harder to score. And so, and I think that's been the biggest issue. And even in the game on the weekend, you know, everything up until the final third, it was that kind of final ball, that final pass. There was a couple of times Salah was in, and yeah. he was hitting balls, and really the goalkeeper was just kind of coming out and catching it quite easily. They did make a couple of very good saves as well, but. It's just that final play, that's where they're lacking right now. I mean, they so even, that's, that's they even the had a couple of breakaways. I mean, yeah. I, I, Salah was in the in the box on breakaways yeah. twice yeah, and couldn't no put it away. Yeah, I mean, the, the, one, say, the one say Pickford made uh, to his right was fantastic. I mean, yeah. that was a really good save. I mean, the goalkeeper came up big. But again, it, it just that lack of that final quality that you expect from them and which is what they've done all this all along and that's what we've been accustomed to and so now they're you know they're struggling to hit that ball in the back of the net you know that's where the attention grows but defensively absolutely tremendous i mean yeah you, could, you don't concede goals you put yourself within a, a shot to win a game that's the great thing about it that has always been your your belief hasn't it yes yes absolutely all right, well, so th- right now they're uh, one point back on Man City. Um, they still play each other one more time, right? Um, that's a good question. I'm, I'll have to double-check on that. Yeah. I'm not sure if they do. I'm not yeah, sure if they, they do. They might have played twice already. Uh, but yeah. so, so this is going to go down to the wire. Yeah, no Man- question. Man City's Seven. also not scoring a lot of goals re- recently. They, they're winning one nothing. Right. Although, to be fair to Man City, actually, Pep came out after the game and said that was he felt like, and maybe this was a little bit of, a, you know, the psychological aspect, which is kind of he threw this in there. Oh, that was the best game I've we've ever played. Right. You know, and uh, we had, I mean, they did have eighty-two percent of the ball. I mean, think about that. They had eighty-two percent of the possession. That's a lot the of chasing. Team, that's a lot of chasing. I mean, the other team, you know, and it's so funny when you think about. Bournemouth probably work so hard with the ball during the week, but realistically, they're not going to see it. Right? <laughs> they might. As, they might as. Ju- they might as well have just worked on defending because <laughs> that's what they did. That's pretty much what they had to do. They were just chasing it. So, so yeah, it, it's it's really amazing in terms of how the uh, how the how Liverpool and Man City have probably dialed down their goals, but are still in control of a lot of the games. Do you think that this is uh, one of those um, unintended consequences of having a league that is so top-heavy um, and then bottom-light? 
You know what I mean? Where those top six teams are always going to be the top six teams. It seems like it's just etched in stone forever. And and if you're one of the other 14 teams, you're playing defense. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think this is the, this is the big question. I mean, because it's, it's just the financial part of the game. You know, there's no, type of of salary cap there's no capping of anything uh, man city can go get whoever they want although there's these fair play rules that they have to abide by and we talked a little bit about that right. with chelsea as well but you know really i mean the top six are so far had the 13 points ahead of seventh right. place right exactly i mean it, it's it's basically the top six and then everybody else Right. And then we'll see who else can. Sometimes there's always a team that can emerge, you know, and Everton can do that. And we'll chat about that a bit yeah. later. But, you know, it's it's really these six. It's really one of those guys that because they have the financial firepower to get the players. Right. Well, let's talk about one of those six, and that's Man U. I also got a chance to watch their game against Southampton, yeah. uh, which was a great game also. Yeah. A three to two game. Um but let me ask you this, all right? So this is just a protocol question, uh, something that has never come up with me in my <laughs> lengthy soccer career. But let's say somebody like Lukaku has two yep. goals, all right? You're winning the game, three to two at the time. Yeah. There's a penalty, and your teammate, Lukaku, has a chance to get the hat trick. Pogba is the captain. Right, mm-hmm. he grabs the ball, puts it down, and he takes the penalty kick instead. Is that yeah. a breach of protocol, or is that is that really something that's never even does it ne- never yeah. comes to your mind? It's it, it's a good one. I think this is where kind of the leadership steps in. You know, I think they're up three two. Could they? You know, the, there's always a designated typically penalty kick taker right and probably and Pogba's the guy I guess right now and, and to be fair to him he has every right to take that penalty sure. he's the designated guy now as a true leader maybe in that type of a situation it might have been a good situation for him to say look you know Lukaku wants that hat trick hasn't you know this would be great for his confidence I'll give him the ball see if he can score it so that maybe could have happened um, so I, I could go either way on that one. I mean, I, I'm with Pogba in the fact that, hey, I want to take it. I want to score. It's, sure. I, it's my job. But also maybe that's a little bit, you know, maybe I'm delving in a little bit, maybe too much. But maybe that's why Pogba's maybe struggles a little bit as a leader. Yeah. You know, that 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 might be it because I think if there was other players around him, um, you know, maybe a, a, a certain leaders would have just given them the ball and said, it's yours. You take it. This would be great for you. So that, that, uh, that might be a little bit of an issue with why Mourinho and Pogba didn't get along so yeah, well. Yeah, so. you know, that's a good point. Uh, of course, uh, I think we wouldn't be having this conversation if he put it in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he did miss it. <laughs> That's so, exactly right. <laughs> so there's that. All right. Uh, let's. There was another missed penalty, and that was in the Arsenal game, and that was actually a, a more important missed penalty because yes. Arsenal had the chance – it was against Tottenham, wasn't it? No. Yes. yes. Yeah, Tottenham. Yep. Yeah. North London derby. Yep. Uh, they, they had a chance to win that game in the closing minutes, and Aubameyang went up there and didn't hit it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty poor penalty, to be fair. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in some respects, there was a bit of justice because, you know, I think uh, when you look at that, and we have the beauty of watching these 
these highlights again and again and obviously the clips when he did he really fell down very easily on that one yeah and uh, oh i see know, what it, you're saying that it shouldn't yeah, have been a penalty really it sh- probably shouldn't have been one yeah. to be fair like cheaters then, proof yeah exactly so and 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 when he get got, got up there and, and this is another question it gets goes back to the whole adage of if the player gets fouled do they go up and take the penalty kick yeah, that's, that's another one too. You know, you can go back on that one too. That's a discussion point. Uh, I've gone back and forth on that. You know, if he's the designated penalty kick taker and he's taken it, you know, you know that can happen. Not too long ago, Jamie Vardy came in right Vardy. off the bench. Yeah, he came in. That was his first touch of the ball. He, had, he came on as a sub to take the penalty kick and missed it. Right. So it goes back and forth. So, yeah, it seems like penalty kicks are a big discussion point right now. Yeah, that's a good point because the thinking is if you've been – you know, tackled in the box, you you might be a little hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Although exactly. in this case, he clearly wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No question. That's the thing. I mean, are you ready to take it? Are you mentally there? I think some players are just focused like that. I, I don't, I just don't see Harry Kane ever missing a penalty. Kill. Right. I mean, the guy is just ice. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And, you know, Alan Shearer back in the day was kind of the same way. You know, you just Gary Lineker, these types of players were, were great uh, players that would never miss, uh, yeah. whereas others just a little bit more inconsistent. Even a Messi and uh, Ronaldo are pretty inconsistent at times. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's just smelling the goal. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, there's no way you're gonna not get this goal. Yeah. And, and some yeah. of those players, they they don't go up there worried. They go mm-hmm. up there like, yeah, I got my chance now. You know what I mean? It's like a positive thing. And it's, it's once the negative creeps into your mind, and I say this as someone who used to take penalty kicks for my team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once you miss, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's. I guess there are times when I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and it that's gets right. in your head. That's right. All right, so let's talk about Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are actually, if you look at the standings, they are in sixth right now. But they – with a win in their next game, they've got a game in hand, right? Yes, they do. They do have that game in hand. And so if they were to win that, they would actually jump into fourth place. So who are they playing in their next game? Um, in the next game this week, I think the, the makeup game is the Brighton game. So Brighton is the one that they missed because of the, uh, the Carabao Cup. Right. So that's the game they've got to make up. Um, so and that's, they that make should up. be a win, I would say. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, Brian's a good side. Uh, we'll see how much I know about it later, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good they're a good team. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I would definitely say they should. Ex- you would expect them to win. They get that win. They're now in fourth spot. Um, Got to get the points, and now they're back in uh, you know the the driving seat to maybe potentially get into the top four. So. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, they, they, they've come a long way considering all of the issues they've had. They, they've still found ways to win, which is good. Well, let's talk about this game, though, because we, last yeah. week we talked about that uh, keeper. Um, I, I can't pronounce his last name. What, what yeah. are we? <laughs> yeah, we'll just call him Keppa. Keppa, yes, there Kepa. we go. Keppa the keeper. Yeah, Keppa the keeper. <laughs> so uh, last week we were talking about how he refused to come out of the game and how, right. you know, I think both of us as coaches would have sat him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Chelsea's coach did not do that. He let him play again, and he actually played pretty darn well. He really did. He really did. Yeah, he made a really good save there at the end uh, to keep us keep keep Chelsea, you know, with the win. Um, he did sit out the game right afterwards. 
Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, so it was just kind of a one-game sit, but then they brought him back. Yeah. Um, um, and to be fair, the other goalkeeper had a clean sheet. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? But um, but that, that was that that was his decision, and seemed like the morale within the team is, is still okay. You know, in terms of they, they forged out the win, forged out the win, and that's that's the crazy thing about Chelsea. You know, I, I, it's something that I've still haven't figured out how they can consistently change managers. And still be in that top five, top six, and maybe even winning the league sometimes. And that's 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 the crazy thing about it. It's like they they thrive on chaos. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, it's like, there's some people that just uh, that work okay in a situation like that, and others that fall apart. But apparently, they've got enough of those guys that can handle it. But that yeah. game that was not a cl- that was not a uh, uh, a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination. Fulham. Uh, only lost two to one, and in the last closing moments of that game, it yeah. looked like they had tied it up. There was, I mean, it was clearly offsides. What don't you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, no question. It was offside, but yeah, it was close. I mean, you know, and this is goes back to you know we talked a little bit about it last week. This Derby game, it was Chelsea Fulham. You know, it's so close uh, in terms of the the competition, and the, these this is the Derby, like the Tottenham Hart. Arsenal type of a situation, Liverpool, Everton. So this was kind of that mentality, and it was it, it was back and forth. Fulham had a lot of good chances. Chelsea, to be fair, had a lot of good chances as well. Uh, could have gone, could have gone either way. But I'm lucky. I'm lucky for us. Chelsea prevailed. Uh, is that the West London derby? That is right. Yes, yes. West London. Yes, I'm starting yeah. to figure That's this the, out. The nice, the nice part of London. The nice part. <laughs> All right, so one last thing I want to talk to you about uh, regarding this whole uh, standings of the table yeah. um, is, and we talked about this briefly, the best of the rest. Yeah. Uh, last year, Burnley was the best of the rest, and this year they're not going to be close. There are three teams, or maybe four. I then put Everton in there too, but three yeah. W teams that are going for it. The Wolves, Watford, West Ham. And right. then, and maybe Everton too. The four, those four teams. What do you think? Uh, we've got what now? Ten more games. Yeah. What do you th- who uh, who are who's your pick for seventh place? That's a really good question because they're they're ve- all three of them have been very inconsistent. Um, you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I you know we talked about them right at the start of the year. I thought they were going to be a really good team, and and they've showed some really good promise. But yeah. Again, you know, how do how does a team like them lose to Huddersfield like last right. week? You know, it just right. doesn't make any sense. You know, they should have just wiped the floor with them, to be fair. But um, Watford, again, being a little bit up and down. Um, probably the team, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb, is I think West Ham is finding some form right now. They're yeah. finding ways to win. Good win against a Newcastle team that had actually, you know, put a couple of good wins in together themselves. I'm going to go with West Ham surging up the table. So they're getting their players back. Seems like a lot of them, they had a lot of injuries at the beginning of the year they had to deal with. Even though they're four points back from Wolves, I'm going to go with West Ham because I, I really like the way they're playing right now. And I think they, they've got a manager in place who knows how to win. He, he won the league with Man City, Pellegrini. And right. I think West Ham might do it. I actually agree with you. I think West Ham is the most talented roster too uh, of yeah. those teams, and they just went. They just had a bad start. 
that's they, really the bottom line. Yeah, they really did. He really did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a friend of mine's coming over here in a few weeks, and he's a West Ham fan. Uh, West Ham uh, actually season ticket holder, so uh, I'm sure we'll catch up and talk a little bit about uh, all the good things that are happening right now. All right, uh, it's time for explain that foreign tradition. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. And really, in this case, you're not really explaining a foreign tradition. I, I, this is just my chance to um, pay tribute to the announcers. <laughs> uh, you know, I always talk about how much I love uh, listening to the British announcers uh, do the games um, and not dumbing down to, uh, you know, the American audience. Doing it the way they would do it is if they were broadcasting to a British audience. And my favorite thing is uh well there are several great announcers one of them is arlo yeah uh on uh, ms or not it's not msnbc nbc sn right is is the name of that uh, but he uses adjectives better than anyone else that i've ever heard and this <laughs> week i was watching a little liverpool everton game and he said uh, as somebody went to kick a corner kick He's, and it was, you know, the crowd was just insane throughout this whole yeah. thing. And he said, as the, as he was about to kick the kick, how brave this guy was to be there in the corner in front of the baying fans, the baying fans, which is just <laughs> brings this uh, colorful uh, vision of like barking dogs being held back by, their, <laughs> you know, with muzzles on, ready to kill this guy, with one word. He he did that by the use of the word baying. So that's great. I tip that's my great. cap to uh, to Arlo. All <laughs> right, let's do our weekly quiz, and this is going to be our very final quiz. So I'm sad, sad, sad to uh, our final quiz about the teams because we are doing twentieth yeah. team now, and we talked about them briefly earlier. They're playing against yep. Chelsea this week. Brighton and Hove Albion is the name of the team. Now, Adam, I'm going to warn you in advance. I think this one's pretty tough. All right. All right. I don't know how much you know about this club, but here we go. What does the word Albion mean in Brighton and Hove Albion? All right. There's four choices here. It's the name of the region along the coast of England, a term that goes back to the Anglo and Saxon days. B, it's an ancient term for England itself. And derives from the Latin word albus, which means white, <laughs> to the okay. white cliffs of Dover. It's a French word for metal, which is plentiful in the region. They began its usage after the French-speaking William the Conqueror took over England. It later was the origin of the word aluminum. Or D, there's a guy named Al Bion who <laughs> founded the club. Wow. What was the first one again? Could you repeat that? Those are some lengthy answers. Yes, I know. It's either the the term, for an ancient Anglo-Saxon term for the coast of England, it's an ancient term for England itself, or it's a French word for metal. Or it could be Albion, too. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, like, the... I'll go with the metal. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It is an ancient term for England itself and derives from the Latin word albus, white, 
A reference to the White Cliffs of Dover. See, you just All learned right. something. You just learned yeah, something. I, I certainly did. I certainly did. <laughs> All right. You still need to get three correct. Here's okay. a little easier one for you. All what right, year did Brighton play in their first FA Cup final? 1981, 1982, 1983, or 1984? Now, you, still, you still live I, there. I did. I remember the game. They played Manchester United. That's right. Went, went to a replay. Oh, what year was that? Man, you eventually won the replay for nothing. That's right. It was 2 2. Uh, it was a great result for them to get to a replay. I'm going to go with 83. Very good. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a guess, but that's good. All right. So you're one and one. Here we go. This is what is the name of the fan magazine for the football club? Mm. Is it A, Sussex by the Sea? B, Super Seagulls, C, Gull's Eye, or D, Adzi. <laughs> you just threw that one in. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I know their nickname's the Seagulls. It's either the Seagulls or Gull's Eye. Typically, these fanzines have uh, kind of crazy names, so I'm going to go with the Gull's Eye. Oh, boy, that's right. That's two. Yes. So you, you got them right. All right. This one's a real tough one. All right. Ernie Wilson holds the record for most games played in a Brighton and Hove Albion uniform, and we're going back to the 20s, 30s, and 40s. All right? All right. What was his nickname? Was it A, Bert, <laughs> B, Willie, C, Adzi, <laughs> or D, Tug? Ooh. I'm going to go with Tug. Oh, come on. That's correct, and you've passed oh, what a guess. more time. Yeah, I thought for sure See, you'd I'm, go for I'm, bet, I'm better at these than I, I, I wish this would have been my SATs. <laughs> if I would have taken, I've never guessed so many, and I've been so lucky, I'll tell you. All right, the final one's about uh, the celebrity fan. According okay. to their website... Their most famous fan of uh, Brighton and Hove Albion is Fat Boy Slim. Yep. Uh, yep. Fat Boy Slim holds the Guinness Book of Record for most hits under different names. Mm. Which of these names were not used by Fat okay. Boy Slim? All right. Okay, ready? A, Yum Yum Head Food. B, <laughs> Cheeky Boy. C, Chuck Smith. Or D, Pierre Bernardown. Wow. By the way, his real name is Norman Quinton Cook. That's right, yeah. Norman Cook, yes. I'm going to go with, uh, the, what was it, the Yum Yum one? Yum Yum Head Food? Yes. No, he used that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, he also used Cheeky Boy, and he also used Pierre Bernardown. Chuck Smith is the one that he did not uh. use. So, sorry to hear that. But you still passed the quiz, and congratulations. So, of the 20 teams yeah. in the Premier League, you passed the quiz on 19 of them. 
So give yourself a big round of applause. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks very much. I appreciate that. It's not bad. Not bad. It's just Bournemouth wall for it. I'll just have to study more. Yes. Study more. There we go. All right. It's time for uh, America Soccer Talk. In this country, we call it soccer partner. So I know you guys had a uh, big night on Friday night. Uh, the Illinois Youth Soccer Association had their banquet. I heard there were like 7 million people at this banquet. Oh. Tell you, we were we were busted, and we were busted now. It was crazy how many people were there four hundred and fifty plus, which was great. Uh, lots of lots of players came, which was really exciting, and uh, it was nice for the players to get up on stage and kind of thank uh, thank everybody for their contributions. So that was really good. Did Marianne um, turn over the mic? She did. Or Mary? She did. Mary, Beth, Mary Jane. Yeah, Mary, Mary Jane. Jane did. <laughs> My so instead um, of complete brain and you're that's all right we, we can we can we can edit that out um she doesn't listen to this anyway yeah. so and, and, but, um, but yeah um she did hand it over it's kind of a one of her things so we, had, yeah. we actually had a little technical difficulties but luckily we had a backup we always got to have the backup uh, microphone and so it ended up working out and uh so the kids got to speak a little bit and uh I'll give kudos to the the green white girls at the end. They kind of did one big uh, thank you at the end, rather than uh, the individual ones. So I think some people were getting a little bit antsy by the end. But to be fair, as many awards as we handed out to be done by nine thirty, we're starting at you know with dinner included. That really wasn't too bad, um, you know, to get everything done. So it worked out real well. So it was it was a nice night. Great, great. Anything else going on uh, in the? Yeah, I mean, we got this week's kind of starting coaching education. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be sending out notes to players and kids that we get some free training this week if if they want to come out and get some training. Um, we're doing we got courses running, so we've got some stuff here in Arlington Heights. We've got courses going. We're going to try and get outside. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, good luck on so, that. Um, it, the weather is supposed to warm up, although it doesn't feel like it right now. It's supposed to be in the 40s this weekend, uh, maybe a little bit of rain, but we're on turf, so we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Uh, and I'm actually heading down to uh, Collinsville to finish off a D license this weekend um, to uh, work with that group. Actually, I'm going to try and catch a game. I think uh, they start the USL starts their league this weekend. You know, the MLS just started, obviously, right. this past weekend, and the Fire actually has a game on Saturday at home. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be a little chilly too. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go down to St. Louis and probably watch one of their games. That's they play in the in the league below the MLS, the USL Championship. Uh, so I'll try and catch one of those games. It's always fun. It's always soccer with me. So that's the good thing about it. Yeah, you, uh, you have uh, a a, uh, a very dedicated brain. <laughs> I do watch a lot of games, and yes. that's the that's the nice thing about it. Sure. Well, it is your uh, job. It's your job. So I guess I guess I should know a little bit about it. You're right. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. hopefully you know enough about it to give us a TV tip because uh, that's that's important. Let's uh, hear the audio for that. Now yep. time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. Okay, so you know again. Uh, this is why I do the show, just so I can talk to you and find out what games to listen to uh, yeah. and watch. What uh, What do you got for this weekend? Yeah, lots of good games coming up. Um, I, I think really the best one's going to be Sunday. Uh, you know, Sunday's going to be really good good day games. Obviously, you got Chelsea and Liverpool playing that day as well. But really, the big one's going to be Arsenal at home against Manchester United. I think that's going to be a great game. That's a ten thirty kickoff. Definitely worth watching. Yeah, the loser, the loser of that game, 
uh, is going to be uh, behind the eight ball. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I think this could be could have a big part to play in it. If it ends up with a draw, that's going to help Chelsea, pushing them up as well. And uh, yeah, it would be, be a very um, interesting game to see how they approach it. Uh, both of those teams have midweek games this week as well with Champions League and uh, Europa League. So they're going to be coming back from those games as well. Man United's got a tough one this week against PSG. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's going it's to be uh, going to be an exciting game to watch, no question. And the Liverpool Chelsea game is what day? Uh, well, Liverpool plays Burnley, so Liverpool. It's not oh, Liverpool okay. Chelsea. They they just play that same day. So you've got oh, a, I see a, trip, a triple okay. header of games: Liverpool, Burnley, Chelsea, Wolves, which will be another good game. Yeah, uh, and then Arsenal, Man United. But definitely watch that Arsenal, Man United game. All right, and that's Saturday, not Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. It is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday March tenth. Yes. Okay. Hey, if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us at uh, Twitter FK with Adam and Rick and Facebook Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. You can check out our day jobs. I'm the publisher of Eckhart's Press and the co-host of Minutia Men Podcast with David Stern. Adam is the technical director, a director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association, and he works with Mary Jane. <laughs> right? That's right. How did I get that wrong? I've known her for 30 years. <laughs> uh, the executive producer of the podcast is Tony Lozano of OPI Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. I do this podcast. Really? Yeah, you should listen to it. What's it called? Well, Lasano and Friends. Lasano and Friends or Lasano and Friends? No, it's Lasano. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. crap. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, man. It'd be nice if Tony were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing. No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it whatsoever. Oh, wow. Are we friends with each other or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, quite. Well, yeah. Lasano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So is this really a promo? How long are we going? <laughs> RadioMisfits.com.